This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Uh, there's a WordFest event happening tonight in Calgary, the Patricia A. Whelan Performance Hall at the Central Library, featuring best-selling author Dr. Gabor Mate, who's released a new book. It is called The Myth of Normal, Trauma, Illness, and Healing in a Toxic Culture. Trying to get to the root causes of why we are so unwell as a society and maybe to, to rethink our assumptions of what's normal when it comes to health. Well, joining us on the line is the aforementioned best-selling author, Dr. Gabor Mate, uh, joining us uh, here this morning. Dr. Mate, great to have you with us. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right, so let's let's dive into this new book because I, I think the issue of, of wellness in society, obviously the past uh, two years have maybe changed some of the conversation around that. Um, what is it that this new book is is getting at and trying to dig toward? Well, if you look at the health situation, the rate of mental illnesses is rising. Uh, anxiety is the highest, uh, fastest rising diagnosis in Canada. More and more children are being diagnosed with um, anxiety, depression, uh, ADHD, and a whole lot of other conditions. Um, of course, addiction remains a huge issue um, in British Columbia. More people have died of overdoses than have died of COVID. Women have a disproportionately high rate of autoimmune disease. 70 to 80% of people with autoimmune disease, like rheumatoid arthritis, multiple sclerosis, are women. Um, if you look at the rising epidemic of loneliness, which itself is a major risk factor for illness, uh, severe loneliness is as dangerous to your health as smoking 15 cigarettes a day, the rising uh, epidemic of obesity. I mean, I could go on and on. And the question is, what is happening here? And we can either assume that these are just unfortunate accidents that have no reason for existence other than bad fortune, or we can look at the conditions in this society, which is what I do in this book, that foment ill health and uh, inhibit good health. Well, we're seeing right now a healthcare system right across the country that's on the brink as we try to deal with the manifestation of all of this, as opposed to maybe trying to get to a deeper understanding of where all of this comes from. How predictable was that, though, to, you know, to, to allow all of these issues to, to almost boil over here where it's becoming a crisis in our healthcare system? Well, I think what we're looking at more or less, not more or less, but completely, is an epidemic of stress. Now, what stresses people, according to the research literature, is uncertainty, lack of information, loss of control, and conflict, and all of which have been rising in society for a long, long time. And what the medical profession, unfortunately, ignores, because they're not trained, I mean, I know this as a physician, they're not trained to understand the relationship between stress and illness, between childhood trauma and physical and mental illness and addiction, and the relationship of the, our emotional lives to our physical lives. So these connections, even though they've been studied for decades and documented scientifically over and over again, and have been intuited by physicians through our history, are completely ignored in medical training. So physicians are, for the most part, dealing with the manifestations of stress and trauma, 
but not with the underlying dynamics. And this is very frustrating, and it leaves us short of the solutions, unfortunately. I mean, the average medical student to this day does not get a single lecture on the relationship between childhood trauma and adult illness, even though the links are heavily documented. Right. So when we talk about trauma, and, and I think maybe people understand the term at some level, but almost in, in a medical sense, what is trauma? Well, yes. Uh, when people think of trauma, they think of terrible things happening, like a tsunami or war right. or, sexual, or sexual or physical abuse, you know. And, you know, those are traumatic events. But that's not the trauma. Trauma can happen in many, many ways. Trauma essentially comes from the Greek word for wound. So trauma is a psychological wound. And people can be wounded in childhood particularly because childhood is such a vulnerable time when our physiology is developing and our brains are developing. So people can be wounded in childhood not just because bad things are done to them, and that happens to a lot of children, as we know from the residential school histories and the impact of that on physical and mental health. But people can also be wounded by their needs not being met. And human children have specific emotional needs. That's not arguable, it's just what evolution has decreed. In this society, the way we raise children, a lot of children are wounded in loving families, not because the parents are not dedicated, devoted, and utterly given to their children, but because of the stresses of modern society and the pending advice they get actually wounds their children. I think the link between that and mental health is easier to understand. How does that affect physical health? Well, uh, I could give you a couple of easy examples. A Canadian study showed that men who are sexually abused in childhood have tripled the rate of heart attacks as adults. Wow. Not, not because they smoke or drink, just because of the trauma. Women with severe PTSD symptoms have doubled the risk of ovarian cancer. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Our children who grow up in families that are stressed have significantly higher rates of asthma. And that's because the emotional stress that in the human body, you can't separate the emotions from our physiology. The emotional systems in our body are part and parcel of the same apparatus that runs our immune system, our hormonal system, and our nervous system. And so that when things happen emotionally, they translate physiologically. I mean, think about your experience if you're angry, and anger is not just a, a thought in the head, it doesn't take over your whole body, so that emotions translate into physiology, and stress undermines the immune system and unbalances the nervous system. So this is why childhood trauma, if it's not resolved, results in physical illness. So for example, in Canada, if you look at rheumatoid arthritis, 
the people most significantly affected by rheumatoid arthritis also happens to be the most traumatized segment of the population, indigenous women. They have six times the rate of rheumatoid arthritis than, than of anybody else. And this despite the fact that prior to colonization, there was no rheumatoid arthritis in our indigenous population. So strictly an impact of stress, social and personal. The book is called The Myth of Normal, and that, that term normal gets thrown around a lot, especially as we talk about the pandemic and, and the idea of a return to normal, whatever normal is. What yeah. is it you're pushing back on? What is it about normal that, that we make assumptions about that, that are false? Sure. So from a medical point of view, uh, what is normal equates to healthy and natural. So if your temperature is within a certain normal range, that's okay. If it goes too far below or too high above, you die. There's a normal range of blood pressure within which we are healthy, outside of which we are unhealthy and can't even live. So normal is equitable with healthy and natural. We make the same assumption in society. So we make the assumption that the conditions that we're used to, because they are normal, because they're what happens all the time, we also make the assumption that these conditions are also healthy and natural, but they're not. So that a lot of social conditions are normal in the sense that they're the norm, they're what we're used to, but they're healthy and they're unnatural and they undermine our well-being. That's, the, that's what I'm pushing back on, is this idea of normal. So that, you know, it's normal in a society to be lonely, but there's nothing right. healthy or natural about it. I mean, even once we, we recognize the connection here, this seems like a daunting challenge to, to, to tackle these root causes to, you know, end trauma. And, and once somebody has experienced something tra- traumatic, it, it has already happened, right? There's no one doing it. But how do we go about solving these issues as a society? Well, we could begin by being more aware of the impact of stress and trauma, say, in medical education or in, in the schools or in politics. Um, take a simple example. We know already that stresses on a pregnant woman uh, while she's carrying the baby can impact the baby's future health. Why don't we do more to protect uh, pregnant women from stress? Mm-hmm. Why doesn't the, the, in a, the prenatal visit when a woman goes to the doctor for the, you know, the blood pressure check and the weight check and checking the baby, why don't we also talk about her emotional stresses to see what kind of support she needs? When, when, we, when, when people give birth, why don't we look at how the medicalization of birth, while it has, of course, saved lives and, of children and, and, and mothers, but at the same time, we've overdone it so that the way we give birth to the children these days actually imposes stresses on the baby and the mother, the way we've technologized it, medicalized it, and, 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 and um, made it so unnatural in so many cases when it's not necessary. Why don't we look at the advice that we give to parents, for example, not to pick up the kids when they're crying. When you don't pick up a kid they're crying, you're stressing the child, and you're interfering with their future health. So there's so many simple things we could do. Now, when it comes to people that are already traumatized, well, uh, we could establish programs, community programs, to support people's mental health and to deal with their traumas. It wouldn't be that difficult. It wouldn't be that cost-demanding in the long term. It would save us money. So these are simple ideas. We just need to become more trauma and stress-aware as a culture. 
Very interesting. Again, the book is available now. It's called The Myth of Normal Trauma, Illness, and Healing and a Toxic Culture. We mentioned as well, uh, you're in Calgary for a WordFest event uh, happening tonight at the Central Library, uh, wordfest.com. Dr. Mate, thank you so much for joining us here today. Really appreciate the conversation. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.